Hello, this is David Nakao Wilcoxon. This audio is from a Revelation Timeline Decoded YouTube video series that I made in 2021. The videos were very low tech, mostly me reading what's on the screen, so you're not missing much in the audio version. The Revelation layers chart and summary PDFs that I refer to in the videos can be found at www.revelationtimelinedecoded.com. Enjoy the lesson. Hello, Set Apart Saints. This is David, and in this video, I'm going to talk about the second and third vile judgments of Revelation 16. In the first vial of Revelation 16 video, we saw that the Jesuits caused France to be covered with the putrefying sore of atheism. Without the light of the Protestants, who had been eliminated in France when they revered and obeyed the Antichrist beast Pope in killing the saints, the country decayed in morality. The Jesuits caused the French to reject all religions, including that of Romanism of the Roman Catholic Church and incited them to proclaim that there is no God, and that atheism is the religion of their country. This set the stage for the bloody French Revolution of the Second Vile Judgment. Revelation 16.3 says, And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. There's two scenarios which point to the sea becoming his blood, both fulfilled during this period. A sea can point to a large group of people, as the French leaders and Catholic priests' blood was poured out in Paris, where many saints had been killed. The reign of terror commenced in Paris, and the blood of the French people flowed. French politician and Freemason Bertrand Barrier exclaimed on September 5, 1793, in the convention, Let's make terror the order of the day. The royal guard and some 5,000 leading royalists were killed. They dethroned, imprisoned, tried, and condemned King Louis XVI of the French royalty who had initiated the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre and revocation of the Edict of Nantes and dragonades against Protestants and Queen Mary Antoinette of the Habsburgs who had persecuted Bohemian and Netherlands Protestants. They were beheaded, and with that fell the government of France, laden with the crimes of centuries of oppression corruption, and cruelty. Society of Jesus-trained Maximilian Robespierre, a French lawyer and politician, as well as one of the best-known and most influential figures associated with the French Revolution and the Reign of Terror, said, If the basis of popular government in peacetime is a virtue, the basis of a popular government during a revolution is both virtue and terror. Virtue without which terror is baneful. Terror without which virtue is powerless. Terror is nothing more than speedy, severe, and inflexible justice. It is thus an emanation of virtue. The People's New Testament by Barton Johnson in the 19th century says, The French Revolution, the uprising of enslaved masses who were maddened into fury, sent Catholic king, royal families, nobles, and priests to the guillotine by tens of thousands, impelled the nation in its madness to publicly declare itself atheistic, leavened it with skepticism, and broke the hold of Rome to such a degree that she can never more control France. As a result of breaking forth of this ulcer, the mightiest Catholic nation was convulsed with civil war. Every Catholic country in Europe was deluged in blood, and the papal power received the shock from which it can never recover. In the book, A Dissertation on Prophecies, George Stanley Faber said, The second vial relates to the dreadful massacres of revolutionary France, which commenced in the September of 1792, which, extending from the metropolis to the provinces, converted that unhappy country into one great slaughterhouse. The sea symbolizes a nation in a violent state of effervescence and revolution. And when it is said to become as the blood of a dead man, we are evidently led to conclude that the nation this was deeply stained with the blood of its slaughtered citizens. For a considerable time in the interior of France, each recent event surpassed in horror that which preceded it. And the metropolis was the center of massacre, atheism, and anarchy. 
In the book History Unveiling Prophecy by Henry Grattan Guinness, he says, Initially, those who fell victim to the guillotine were the aristocrats, the clergy, and the members of the royal family. The reign of terror witnessed the slaughter of 1,022,000 persons, of all ranks and ages, of both sexes, till the streets of Paris ran with blood, and the guillotines could not overtake their work. Thousands were mowed down by grape-shot fusillades, drowned in noyades, where in loaded vessels hundreds of victims were purposely sunk in the rivers. They were roasted alive in heated ovens or tortured to death by other infernal cruelties. Christianity was publicly renounced, and a prostitute enthroned as the goddess of reason at Notre Dame, and worshipped by the National Convention, and by the mob of Paris, with the wildest orgies of licentiousness. The great massacre of St. Bartholomew was cast into the shade by the St. Bartholomew of five years, as the massacre of the revolution has been called. More than 30,000 were massacred in the city of Lyons, at Nantes, 27,000, in Paris, 150,000, in La Vendée, 3,000. In all France, about 2 millions of persons were massacred, of whom 250,000 were women, 230,000 children, and 24,000 priests. At Lyons, the scaffold opposite the Hotel de Ville, where the trials were conducted, was kept in ceaseless employment. Around its bloody foundations, large quantities of water were daily poured, but they were inadequate to wash away the ensanguined stains or remove the fetid odor. So noxious did they become that the functionary entrusted with the execution was obliged to remove it to another situation, where it was placed directly above an open sewer, ten feet deep, which bore the gore away to the Rome. The washerwomen there were obliged to change their station from the quantity of blood which became mingled with its waters. At length, when the executions had risen to thirty or forty a day, the guillotine was placed in the middle of the bridge at Moran, in the center of the Rome, into which the stream of blood at once fell, and into which the headless trunks and severed heads were precipitated. Yet even this terrible slaughter, which went on without intermission for three months, appeared insufficient to the Jacobins. So immense were the numbers of those who were cut off by the guillotine or mowed down by the fusillades, that three hundred men were occupied for six weeks in covering the earth, the vast multitude of corpses that filled the trenches which had been cut in place by the Department of Nantes to receive the dead bodies. Ten thousand died of disease, pestilence, and horror in the prisons of that department alone. France became drenched in blood and the whole territory converted into a vast slaughterhouse. The French Catholics had stolen the saints' wealth, and now the people confiscated the Roman Catholic Church's vast revenues and all the estates of refugee nobles for the state's use. Notre Dame in Paris was converted into the Temple of Reason, and 40,000 Roman Catholic churches were turned into stables. In the book, History of Europe, from the commencement of the Revolution, Sir Archibald Allison noted, From Samur to Nantes, a distance of 60 miles, the lore was for several weeks red with human blood. The ensanguined stream, far as sea, divided the blue waves of the deep. The multitude of corpses it bore to the ocean was so prodigious that the adjacent coast was strewn with them, and a violent west wind and high tide having brought part of them back to Nantes, followed by a train of sharks and marine animals of prey, attracted by so many human bodies that were thrown ashore in vast numbers. Do you see how Yah the Heavenly Father has carried out vengeance against people who revered and obeyed the Antichrist's beast popes in killing the saints, and how he did it in the same places that the French had killed the saints? The secondary fulfillment points to the sea is literal waters. The sphere of this judgment was in a special sense a maritime one. In notes on the Handbook of Revelation, Albert Barnes says, The proper application, according to this interpretation, would be the complete destruction or annihilation of the naval force that contributed to sustain the papacy. 
This we should look for in respect to the naval power of France, Spain, and Portugal, for these are the only papal nations that have had a navy. We would expect in the fulfillment of this to find a series of naval disasters, reddening the sea with blood, which would tend to weaken the power of the papacy, and which might be regarded as one in the series of events that would ultimately result in its entire overthrow. In the year 1793, the greater part of the French fleet at Toulon was destroyed by Lord Hood. In June 1794, followed Lord Howe's great victory over the French off Ushant. Then the taking of Corsica, and nearly all the smaller Spanish and French West India Islands. Then in 1795, Lord Bridgeport's naval victory and the capture of the Cape of Good Hope, as also soon after a French and Dutch fleet sent to retake it. Then in 1797, the victory over the Spanish fleet off Cape Vincent, and that of Camperdown over the Dutch. Then in succession, Lord Nelson's three mighty victories of the Nile in 1798, of Copenhagen in 1801, and then in 1805 of Trafalgar. Altogether in this naval war, from its beginning in 1793 to its end in 1815, it appears that there were destroyed near 200 ships of the line, between 300 and 400 frigates, and an almost incalculable number of small vessels of war and ships of commerce. The whole history of the war does not present such a period of naval war, destruction, and bloodshed. The sea became as the blood of a dead man, and may show also that, on the supposition that it was intended that these events should be referred to, an appropriate symbol has been employed. No language could more strikingly set forth these bloody scenes. The People's New Testament by Barton Johnson in the 19th century says, Protestant England and Catholic Europe strive together upon the sea. The old Catholic powers, those which in the past have been the vile instruments of papal wrong, the nations whose kings have committed fornication with the great spiritual harlot, suffer the loss in this long and deadly struggle of 600 ships of the line, the largest war vessels that then went to sea besides the thousands of ships of war of smaller size. At the close of the contest, the naval power of Catholic Europe had been swept from the ocean. In the book The Last Prophecy by Edward Bishop Elliot, he says, There was the destruction of the maritime power and commerce of the colonies of papal Christendom. The democratic revolutionary spirit of France and the naval force of England contributed to effect the purpose of divine providence. We can see that the symbolic sea of people in the large cities of France had their blood shed, and we can see that the literal sea was full of French naval personnel's blood. This devastation of the nation of France was their punishment for revering and obeying the Antichrist beast Pope in killing the saints. The French Catholics had terrorized the Protestants, and the reign of terror came against them. Yah, our Heavenly Father, truly does exact vengeance on the enemy of the saints. Now let's cover the third vile judgment. Revelation 16:47 says, And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art, and was, and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. They have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. The people of France killed many saints around the Rhine, the Danube, and the Po River valleys. Lutherans, Moravians, Albigenses, Waldenses, Vados, Hussites, and Huguenots were killed for their faith. Now, France's people were killed in the same places, and the rivers filled with their blood. In the book, The Last Prophecy, Edward Bishop Eliot says, This judgment was to take place on those countries watered by the Rhine and Danube, as well as upon northern Italy. Even so, it fell out. During the year 1792, war was declared by France against Germany, and the next year against Sardinia. Consequently, all those towns watered by the Rhine and Alpine streams became scenes of carnage. Metz, Worms, Spires, the towns formerly desolated by Attila, suffered. In 1793 and 1794, war still raged in the same quarters. The French then advanced to Holland. 
In many places, the success fluctuated, but in most instances, they were victorious. Moreau and Jordan and their armies to the Rhine. In 1797, Bonaparte attacked the Sardinians and the Austrians. The course he tracked was from Alpine River to river through northern Italy till he reached Venice. Every river was the scene of carnage, and he crossed seven in succession. The Alpine rivers were turned to blood. It was in 1797 that Bonaparte uttered the remarkable threat, I will prove an Attila to Venice. The reason given by the angel for the judgment is remarkable. They are worthy, for they have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink. Was it not so that the cruelties of the French and Piedmontese and the rulers of Savoy against the Waldenses, the Albigenses, the Huguenots, and Calvinists, from the end of the 13th to the end of the 18th century, and of Austria against the Hussites, the Waldenses, and the Lutherans in Lombardy, Moravia, and the Netherlands, already related, did call out for retributive justice. Indeed, the rivers and springs of water became bloody, as the Messiah poured out his vengeance on the people and countries who revered and obeyed the Antichrist beast popes in killing the Protestants. It's really interesting that Napoleon Bonaparte uttered the words, I will prove an Attila to Venice, as we see a parallel between the third trumpet, which was on the rivers and fountains of water. In the third trumpet judgment, Yah sent the great burning star, Attila the king of the Huns, who was called the Scourge of God, to attack the Western Roman Empire. Attila and his 800,000-man army rose quickly and flashed across the land in 451 AD and desolated the Italian Alps, which is the source of the Danube, Rhine, and Po rivers. The trumpet judgments were against apostate people in the Roman Empire who had persecuted the saints. Now we see Napoleon Bonaparte, carrying out military battles to bring judgment on those who had shed the blood of the saints. In notes on the Handbook of Revelation, Albert Barnes says, in regard to the application of this, there are several things to be said. The following points are clear, that this judgment would succeed the first mention, and apparently at the time not remote. It would occur in a region where there had been much persecution. It would be in a country of streams and rivers and fountains. And it would be just retribution for the bloody persecutions which had occurred there. The nations here referred to had been engaged in scenes of bloody persecution, and this is a just recompense. To wit, by turning the streams and fountains into blood, blood had been poured out in such abundance that it seemed to mingle with the very water that they drank. In the book A Dissertation on Prophecies, George Stanley Fiber says that the first three vials relate to the French Revolution, describing at once the principles upon which it was founded, and the miseries both internal and external which it had produced. This tremendous revolution, which more or less has affected the whole Roman Empire, I concede to be the first period of the third woe judgment, which John figuratively describes under the image of a harvest, a harvest not of mercy, but of God's wrath against the nations. The People's New Testament by Barton Johnson says, There are two marks given which help us to locate the seat where the plague of the third vial is poured. One, it must be a region of rivers and fountains. Two, it had evidently been the scene of terrible persecutions of the people of God. This very region, which is full of rivers, was the home of the Albigenses. Against them, the papacy had hurled its fanatical legions from generation to generation. The blood of the Protestants of the Alps had for centuries dyed the rocks and streams with crimson. In the book, Revelation of St. John, according to E.B. Eliot, it says that the judgments of the third vial were a righteous retribution from God on the countries and nations judged for murders previously committed by them on his saints and prophets. The third bowl judgment was poured out as the bloody French Revolution spread out from major cities, the seas, to the rural areas where they had shed the blood of the saints, and now it was time for them to drink the same fate. Recall the medals that the Antichrist beast Pope and the King of France had minted to commemorate the murders of the Huguenots during their evil St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre. With the first three bull judgments, the country of France was filled with blood. 
This was the punishment for them, having the mark of the beast, as they revered the Antichrist beast pope, obeyed him in killing Messiah's saints. The Heavenly Father's wrath continues to be poured out against the Antichrist beast pope and Catholics in the remaining bold judgments. In the next video, I'll talk about the fourth vile judgment. Thank you for listening to this Revelation Timeline Decoded audio. You can request a free copy of the Revelation Timeline Decoded summary PDF or order a printed copy of the book, which explains it in detail, at revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I love y'all. Shalom.